0: Good evening. To open our meeting tonight, Lil, will you please announce the first hymn.
1: Hymn number 221. O Jesus, our dear Master, Thy works now understood, reveal their full effulgence through love and brotherhood. Today, Christ's precious science, Thy healing power makes plain. With joy may all obey thee, and cast out sin and pain. Hymn number 221.
0: If you would like to follow along with the readings, please go to our website, and on the home page, you will see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that, and you will see the place to click for the Wednesday evening text. That's where you find the readings for tonight. The theme for tonight is, Let Us Love One Another, and the readings will now be given by Florence from Georgia.
2: I will read from the Bible, Matthew. And Jesus went forth and saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion toward them, and he healed their sick. Luke. And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tempted him, saying, Master, what shall I do to inherit in eternal life? And he said unto him, what is written in the law? How readest thou? And he answered and said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy strength and with all thy mind and thy neighbor as thyself. And he said unto him, Thou hast answered right, this do and thou shalt live. But he, willing to justify himself, said unto Jesus, Who is my neighbor? And Jesus answering said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. And by chance there came down a priest that way, And when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. And likewise a Levite, when he was at the place, came and looked upon him and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion on him and went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine, and set him on his own beast, and brought him to an inn, and took care of him. And on the morrow, when he departed, he took out two pens, and gave them to the host, and said unto him, Take care of him, and whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will repay thee, which now of these three thinkest thou was neighbor unto him that fell among the thieves. And he said, He that showed mercy on him. Then said Jesus unto him, Go, and do thou likewise. First John Beloved, let us love one another For love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God, and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. No man hath seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us. And his love is perfected in us. If a man say, I love God, and hated his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? And this commandment have we from him, that he who loveth God, love his brother also. Colossians. Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, longsuffering, forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. And above all these things put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. And let the peace of God rule in your heart, to the which also ye are called in one body. And be ye thankful. Ephesians. Be ye therefore followers of God, as dear children, and walk in love, as Christ also hath loved us and hath given himself for an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. John, by this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love one to another. First John, my little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed, and in truth. I will read correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures and Prose Works by Mary Baker Eddy. The vital part, the heart and soul of Christian science is love. Without this, the letter is but the dead body of science, pulseless, cold inanimate. Out of the amplitude of his pure affection, he defined love. With the affluence of truth, he vanquished error. The world acknowledged not his righteousness, seeing it not. But Earth received the harmony his glorified example introduced. The test of all prayer lies in the answer to these questions. Do we love our neighbor better because of this asking? Do we pursue the old selfishness, satisfied with having prayed for something better, though we give no evidence of the sincerity of our request by living consistently with our prayer? If selfishness has given place to kindness, We shall regard our neighbor unselfishly and bless them that curse us. But we shall never meet this great duty simply by asking that it may be done. There is a cross to be taken up before we can enjoy the fruition of our hope and faith. The new commandment of Christ Jesus shows what true spirituality is and its harmonious effect on the sick and the sinner. No person can heal or reform mankind unless he is actuated by love and goodwill towards men. The coincidence between the law and the gospel, between the old and the new commandment, confirms the fact that God and love are one. The spiritually minded are inspired with tenderness truth and love the life of christ jesus his words and his deeds demonstrate love we have no evidence of being christian scientists except we possess this inspiration and its power to heal and to save the energy that saves sinners and heals the sick is divine and love is the principle thereof Scientific Christianity works out the rule of spiritual love. It makes man active. It prompts perpetual goodness, for the ego or I goes to the Father, whereby man is God-like. Love, purity, meekness coexist in divine science. Lust, hatred, revenge coincide in material sense. Christ Jesus reckoned man in science, having the kingdom of heaven within him. Students are advised by the author to be charitable and kind, not only towards different forms of religion and medicine, but to those who hold these different opinions. Let us be faithful in pointing the way through Christ as we understand it, but let us also be careful always to judge righteous judgment, and never to condemn rashly. Christian science commands man to master the propensities, to hold hatred in abeyance with kindness, to conquer lust with chastity, revenge with charity, and to overcome deceit with honesty. Choke these errors in their early stages if you would not cherish any army of conspirators against health, happiness, and success. So we see that Christian science makes no compromise with evil, sin, wrong, or imperfection, but maintains the perfect standard of truth and righteousness and joy. It teaches us to rise from sentimental affection which admires friends and hates enemies, into brotherly love, which is just and kind to all and unable to cherish any enmity. It brings into present and hourly application what Paul termed the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus and shows man that his real estate is one of blessedness. Why should anyone postpone his legitimate joy and disregard his lawful inheritance, which is incorruptible and undefiled? Our leader and teacher not only discovered Christian science, but through long years of consecration has obeyed its every demand for our sakes as well as for her own and we begin to understand how illimitable is the love which supports such selfless devotion. We begin to comprehend the beauty of holiness and to be truly grateful to her who has depicted its form and comeliness. We have found it true that she opened her mouth with wisdom and in her tongue is the law of kindness. Christian scientists, their children and grandchildren to the later generations, inevitably love one another with that love wherewith Christ loveth us. A love unselfish, unambitious, impartial, universal, that loves only because it is love. Moreover, They love their enemies, even those that hate them. This we all must do to be Christian scientists, in spirit and in truth. I long and live to see this love demonstrated. I am seeking and praying for it to inhabit my own heart and to be made manifest in my life. Who will unite with me in this pure purpose? and faithfully struggle till it be accomplished. Let this be our Christian endeavor society, which Christ organizes and blesses. Our unity with churches of other denominations must rest on the spirit of Christ calling us together. It cannot come from any other source. All Christian churches have one bond of unity one nucleus, or point of convergence, one prayer, the Lord's prayer. It is matter for rejoicing that we unite in love. And in this sacred petition, with every praying assembly on earth, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. When the doctrinal barriers between the churches are broken, and the bonds of peace are cemented by spiritual understanding and love, there will be unity of spirit, and the healing power of Christ will prevail. Then shall Zion have put on her most beautiful garments, and her waste places budded and blossomed as the rose. O Christian Scientist, thou of the Church of the Newborn, Awake to a higher and holier love for God and man.
0: We will now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer.
3: Our Father, Father, Father we.
0: Will you please introduce the next hymn?
4: Hymn number 196. Now is the time approaching, by prophets long foretold, when all shall dwell together, one shepherd and one fold. Now, Jew and Gentile meeting from many a distant shore, Around one altar kneeling, one common Lord adore. Hymn number 196.
0: The Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly testimony meeting for Wednesday, December 29th, 2021. At all our meetings and services, we read from the Bible and from the writings of Mary Baker Eddy, the discoverer and founder of Christian Science. We have a website plainfieldcs.com that has an extensive collection of the finest christian science literature to read study and listen to in fact we have several websites in a number of different languages so people from all around the world can find the healing and protecting message of christian science in their own language and we are happy to say that we have members and regular participants at our church services from all around the United States and the world. So feel free to look through our websites. There is no charge for reading or listening to anything on our website. We have a Saturday morning Bible study here every month. Our next one will be on January 15th, and I'm told there is a sample preview on the website now for the next Bible study. So look into it and uh, join us on January 15th at 10 a.m. And we still have some of our church calendars for 2022, so if you haven't gotten one yet, you can still order from the store on our church website or by mailing a check to the church. The price is $15 for the first calendar, including postage, and $12 for each additional calendar mailed to the same address. Every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock, we have a roundtable discussion. These are wonderful sessions that help us to fine-tune our understanding of christian science and to better understand how to live this science in our daily lives so be sure to join us every sunday morning at 10 o'clock then right after the round table our sunday morning church service begins at 11 so be sure to tune in to both of these the round table at 10 a.m and the church service at 11. Our Sunday school also meets every Sunday morning at 11. The Sunday school is open to children from anywhere. Many of the students call in on the telephone from out of state. So if you have a child who doesn't live in the area and would like to attend, call the church to get the phone number, and they can attend by phone, too we will be very happy to welcome your children. And we also have a nursery for infants and toddlers at all our services. So when you come, be sure to bring the little ones along too. I will now read from the Church Manual by Mary Baker Eddy, the section entitled, Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or suffering, although the generic name of the disease may be indicated. For everyone who gives a testimony tonight, we would ask that you please keep your remarks to within four minutes. This will give everyone the opportunity to share their offering tonight. For those who are on the telephone, when you are ready to give a testimony, please press the star button twice on your telephone. Also, keep in mind when you do, we are going to be able to hear you as well as any other sounds that your phone picks up. So we kindly request that you be in a quiet place, and I will call on each of you one at a time by name. Our meeting tonight is now open for the sharing of testimonies of healing through Christian science. Karen from California. Karen from California. Go ahead, please.
5: Good evening, and thank you for those inspiring readings on loving one another. They were just wonderful. Beginning in fourth grade, My mother had me take a test that was a requirement to be admitted into a private girl's school. This school started with the fifth grade and went through high school. When I took the test for the first time, I failed to do well enough to be admitted. When my younger sister took the test and passed and was admitted, I believed that that indicated she was more intelligent than I was. When it was time for me to go to high school, I had failed the test for five years and really had convinced myself that I was not smart. It looked like the only option for me was to go to the local high school, which I did not want to do. I remember lying on my parents' bed one day and crying and praying to God to keep me from having to go to that school. Sometime after that, my mother told me about a private school in Missouri for Christian scientists. We lived in California, and that sounded like a long way away. But if it would keep me from having to go to the local high school, it was something I wanted to consider. Unfortunately, it wasn't until years later that I could see that rather than believing I wasn't smart enough to get into a school, It was not part of God's plan for me to go to that school. A quote from Mary Baker Eddy in the book Divinity Course and General Colettinia, or the Blue Book, she says, quote, God's plans are going on as best for you and me, whether we know it or not, unquote. And on page 107 in the same book, she says, quote, God is giving each of us the experience best adapted to lead us to him," unquote. Where I went to school, all students were required every school day to sit at their desk and spend 30 minutes reading the lesson before leaving the dorm for the day. Every Sunday we went to Sunday school and testimonies went, and Wednesdays went to the testimony meetings. Had I stayed at home, There may have been some resistance on my part to do these things if I thought I could get away with it. As a result, I got more rooted in trusting God and thinking of myself as his child. By my junior year, I started to feel strongly that it was time for me to stay home for my senior year. I'll never forget the call I got at school one day when my mother called to tell me, that I was admitted into the girls' school for my senior year without needing to take a test. When in college and finally starting to take classes for my education degree, I received straight A's almost effortlessly, which told me that I was intelligent and capable. There were many challenges ahead for me But as a result of those three years at the high school where I went, I knew that for the most part I wanted to use Christian science in working them out. To me, this is a very important lesson in human will versus the divine will. Even my mother's strong desire for me to go to a particular school, I was not meant to go there. When it seems that one is being kept from getting the job they want, the school they want to go to, the house they want to buy, and all the other et cetera's that we think we want, and seems so out of reach, we must remember that love's plan is always in operation. And if we trust God and His plan, we will always be guided in the right direction for the greatest blessing. I am very grateful to be a member of Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent for the support of my practitioner and all the ways the members of this church have to share our inspiration with each other and the world. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Shahidat from Maryland. Go ahead, please.
6: Good evening. I would like to express my gratitude tonight for the ready help of my playing field practitioner. I greatly appreciate her spiritual steadfastness and patience. Whether the erroneous belief is a lie about myself, a family member, or even my little dog, she has never failed to communicate the simple clarity of the situation. Some healings come quick and others take a bit longer, but I'm always assured that if I stay the course and continue to be open to grow spiritually, a total revealing is imminent. It's extremely, I am extremely thankful to have somebody on my side consistently knowing the truth of the situation when dealing with tenacious, aggressive mental suggestion. I'm grateful for Christian Science, this wonderful church, and this service tonight. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Jeremy.
7: My gratitude tonight is for how peaceful I have felt through this Christmas season and for how I know that this is because of Christian science and working with a practitioner here. Before coming to Plainfield, I was definitely not peaceful. My thought was always busy, and I was always imagining possible issues that might come along and affect me and my family. I would end up feeling like I couldn't make a decision because there was too much to account for. Christian science has taught me that all those things I was concerned about were never real because they were never from God. Now, whenever that belief comes in that there, that claims there are variables to account for, I remember James chapter 1, verse 17, where it says that, quote, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning, end quote. I also love Mary Baker Eddy's words on page 128 of Collectania, quote, duty never points in two directions, end quote. I am learning here to trust God completely and know that he will reveal to me whatever I need to know each day, and he will give me the time and ability to do everything I am asked to do. This trust has made it so that I am calm as I go through my day and ready to do whatever divine inspiration asks. It is such a blessing to be able to rely on God and Christian science each day and to have the support of my practitioner. I'm very grateful to be here and for all I'm learning. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Shardy.
8: Hello. This evening, I offer my gratitude to my practitioner who is always demonstrating God's allness and goodness It has been pointed out to me, rather forcefully, that I have been overlooking things in my life as opposed to overcoming them. Quote, overlooking is cowardice, end quote. This came as quite a shock, and I am in the process of rectifying, correcting this situation. After the initial shock, great joy flowed through me because I am being healed I am happy to say some physical as well as mental improvements have already been occurring. Besides sticking to the scriptures along with science and health, I have been working with No Mental Malpractice by Martha Wilcox and also Overcoming, Not Overlooking by Judge Hannah. I am very grateful for this character change. That is being put into practice daily. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Sandy, North Carolina. Sandy from North Carolina. Go ahead, please.
9: Uh, good evening, and thank you for your readings tonight. I just want to express my gratitude um, for practitioners, especially the practitioner, uh, Mary Beth out there, Christian Scientist Independent in New Jersey. Something that she told me I think like two weeks ago At the beginning I didn't comprehend it with my spiritual senses. When she say two things they stay with us and at the end of the conversation she said keep you joy. It's been a lot of things trying to come into my way but this science is true, and the practitioners, so she just say, keep you joy. It's powerful. It's been a lot of situations. They've been trying to keep my joy. Every day, is filled with blessings. I have so many things, errors. Many Baker like will Martha experienced so many stuff. as you, if I go through your website and read this stuff, sometimes I think, when I'm reading this, but then situations are coming to my life by malicious mental suggestions, by error taking the form, or other humans. But the readings tonight say that Jesus told us to love, if we love him, love one another. Receive evil and shall flee for you. And never return evil, but return evil with good. I have such a horrible things keeping coming, but the Revelator, Emmanuel, they come. And when the situation arise to me two days ago, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to give the power that they don't have. I remember what the practitioner for you sure told me. Sandy, keep your joy. And it came into my mind. And I remained silent, keeping my joy. I'm so grateful for the work that you sure do around the world and here in the United States. It's important, it benefits the community and fill a table with love. The reading tonight, amazing. I had to love people, love one another. That's the gift of Christ. I'm so grateful for Florence the other practitioners, Speedy, Fat, the red and her testimonials. Love you all. Have a great
4: week.
0: Thank you. <laughs> Bruce.
4: So, you know, as this Christmas season is winding down, I want to give my thanks for the teaching and instruction of Mary Baker Eddy. And uh, it's proved to be very helpful to me. She has made it very clear that the Christ is ever-present. It was always here. It never went away. And for that, I'm very thankful because it's very helpful and comforting. And I have one experience that I had many years ago when I was actually a young child that I want to... I uh, share with you, it was one evening where I found myself, I was in a lot of pain, very uncomfortable, but for some reason I didn't feel like I wanted to talk about it with either of my parents, so I went into my room, so if you picture this young child who got down on his knees, put his elbows on his bed and said, okay God, here I am. what do I do next?" And the only thing that I can think of at that moment was the words from Mary Baker Eddy's hymn, Blessed Christmas Morn, where she said, Dear Christ, forever here and near. And I said those words out loud and I felt better. So I said them again, Dear Christ, forever here and near. And I felt even better. And I repeated it yet a third time and more, I believe. But every time I said it, I could feel the pain melt away until it was completely gone and I was healed. So you can imagine how grateful I am for those words of Mary Baker Eddy. In her book, Miscellany, she wrote this. Wherever the child looks up in prayer, or the book of life is loved, there the sinner is reformed and the sick are healed. I'm very thankful for this powerful truth.
0: Thank you. Linda.
10: Thank you very much for the readings tonight. I want to express my gratitude for all I'm learning at this church through all that is offered that is bringing me closer to God and giving me a purpose in working for Him. Part of this learning is how to handle animal magnetism, that that which would keep you from doing what is right by God and what pleases Him. Animal magnetism was a mysterious concept to me, despite having grown up in a Christian science Sunday school and taking class instruction from, a Boston or, from the Boston organization. Instead of clarity, a wrong sense seemed to take place and make practical, impractical um, ideas, such as keeping peace at all costs, wrong, and an error. And really evil on the sight of God. and it, it would in these teachings would impede your spiritual growth. So coming here and getting the clear teachings at Plainfield Christian Science Independent, with regular practitioners report, I have begun to realize it's the everyday choices we make that bring us closer to God and, or turns us away from him. Christ Jesus and Mrs. Eddie through her writings and her example, based on his teachings and the Bible, provide all we need, step by step. One of these practical steps for me was learning to say no to the bad and yes to the good. Bad being that which would keep one from what God intends, that which would draw us into things such as fear, people pleasing, negative thinking, Sometimes it it was requiring to say no to people, and it didn't. uh, I was raised to think that that wasn't loving, but I was realizing that actually by saying no to these things, it was love, and it was doing right by God. And yes, saying yes to the good was like putting God first and using my energy wisely, so that I had energy to put uh, to work for God and putting God in the middle of my relationships and working to live the daily duties and working on honesty and keeping gratitude and having a covenant with God and the daily reading of the Bible and science and health and prose works as we are taught here so that we can learn what God wants and who we are and discern what's right and gain moral courage and strength This week I saw a quote, uh, I'm not really sure if it's, I think it's anonymous, it seems like different people say it, but it said, quote, choose challenge over convenience, end quote. And I feel like that's what we're learning here, and I am so grateful. I thank God for Christ Jesus, Mary Baker Eddy, and this church of dedicated workers.
0: Thank you. Lil.
1: Thank you for those wonderful readings. I am so grateful for a wonderful gift from God at Christmas time a couple of years ago. I had bought an inexpensive, no-name brand wristwatch at a local department store. About a year later, it stopped working. I went back to the store where I got it, but but there was no jewelry repair department there. I then went to a nearby jewelry store. The sales lady checked their battery supply, found one that fit, and it worked. I went to pay, but she said, no, it's my gift as it's Christmas time. I just kept thanking her. That was God's blessed working out, just so perfect, and is with us. God is with us every moment, everywhere, meeting every need perfectly. I'm so grateful to God, Christ Jesus, and Mary Baker Eddy for Christian Science, a wonderful way of life. This blessing is just one of so many I've had since finding Christian Science.
0: Thank you. I'm very grateful to have learned and am still being reminded here in this church to um, pray before we do anything, that, that it's, um, it's always easier and better to prevent something from happening than it is to have to heal it after it happens. Uh, I had an experience with that just a few nights ago. I was crossing town in my car and uh, stopped at a traffic light, and there was a car Uh, coming in the opposite direction, and we both stopped at the traffic light, and the light turned green, and um, the other fellow hesitated, and I was going to make the turn, thinking that maybe he was pausing for me to go through, and another car came up from behind me at a huge rate of speed and cut just between the two of us. And I just thank God, because if I had gone ahead, we would have been creamed. Um, I was very, very grateful, because I've been taught here, before we get in our car, before we drive out of the driveway, to pray that God is behind the wheel of my car and every vehicle on the road. And it was that protection of God, that's what Protected all three of our cars. Even the guy that came whizzing through, he was protected. No one was harmed. And I'm certainly hopeful that he learned a lesson by doing that. Uh, but anyway, I'm, I'm just so very grateful for the protective power of Christian science and to learn to, to use that power to keep, keep God in the midst of everything we're doing. And he makes it right. He protects and governs everything. Thank you. Donna, Oregon. Who? Donna, Oregon. Donna from Oregon. Go ahead, please.
11: Hi, everyone. There's a book titled Christian Science. It's clear, correct teaching by Herbert Eustace. There's a section in the back of the book called Gems of Elucidation by Mary Baker Eddy. All of these gems are excellent, but there's one that has always been my favorite. It's the one on page 1035. It seems to cover about everything. It says, quote, There is no fatal mistake. There's no unforgivable wrong. There's no unpardonable sin. There's no permanent injury. There's no incurable disease. There is no such thing as too late, unquote. The second to the last one says, There's no incurable disease. This one could be especially helpful to those who have been convinced by people and the medical profession that they have some dreaded virus or disease that's going to kill them. It won't if we believe the truth that it doesn't exist in the first place. The last thing mentioned is there is no such thing as too late. There are many things this could be applied to, but one of them is the belief that we age. Societies convinced us that we're too old to do much of anything once we become senior citizens, but centuries ago, people were apparently a lot more in control of their minds because some of them lived for hundreds of years. They lived active, productive lives. We could do that, too, if our thinking hadn't been influenced so heavily by society to think that we couldn't. I've gotten a lot of good from these gyms, so I thank Mary Baker Eddy for writing them. I'll be talking to you guys some more over the next couple of hundred years. Thank you. We look forward to it.
0: <laughs> Craig. Excuse me. Thank you, Donna.
4: Uh, I, I
12: thank uh, Florence for those beautiful and, uh, Appropriate, timely uh, <clears throat> readings. Christmas time, in my case, probably demands a, a lot more love on, on my part. I need to actively love, otherwise, I pretty much walk around like a robot or some sort. And in kind of sluggish and not very interesting. Well, uh, I thank God for our lesson sermons and our hymns from Mary Baker Eddy because, uh, I think as you were saying, as long as you pray and keep inspired, you're going to do things right. And if you're doing things right, you're loving. So it all goes together. Uh, before, uh, when I'm not inspired, I could see the hymn, Bless Christmas Morn," The Murky Clouds Pursue their Way. I can see those murky clouds being with me every day of this Christmas season. But uh, because of our lessons that make us look to God and look to where we sit in that <clears throat> arena or in activity with him, that we, we have something so much better than murky clouds around us, but we have activities to encourage and to see the man as God made him. And uh, in fact, I have a, a some a neighbor who's not always very cooperative, and I broke out in great laughter today while I was outside, saying, "You know, he hasn't broken me.
3: <laughs>
12: he, he, he hasn't broken me. No matter what he does, he can't make me, he can't make me mad at him." So I was thanking God for that, <laughs> and uh, and over the years, he's been getting kinder somewhat. Yeah, he has. He has done fewer things, to, which is a healing. <clears throat> so, but this is tremendous to be inspired and to be God directed, and to be, and to be <clears throat> directed to love your brother and and to love everyone and to see the good is tremendous. It just opens our eyes to the right thing to do <clears throat> and everything else involved. I thank God for this. Protection and, and, and I'm sure a lot of uh, healings have gone <clears throat> have had because of that. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Okay, day day from Georgia. Go ahead, please.
13: Thank you. This week's watching point reads in part, "Quote: Spiritual growth demands a concept of demonstration that is constantly broadening and improving." onward, outward, and upward, unquote. Since beginning my study in Christian science, I've had countless experiences, learned lessons, and studied the Bible and science and health, along with available articles, endlessly. All of this, with the teaching provided in this church, has contributed and is still contributing to my constant spiritual growth. I've had blessing after blessing and healing after healing, which have allowed me to help others along the way. What I've realized and am beginning to value most is that I now find when I'm presented with a challenge or suggestion of evil, which I personally refer to as foolishness, I'm ready with the truth to meet and defeat it. I love working this way daily for myself and for the world. And I'm grateful for all that we have in Christian science provided by God, Jesus Christ, and Mary Baker Eddy that makes this all possible. Thank you so much for tonight's reading and for all the testimonies given. Thank you for all of these testimony meetings. I'm very grateful to be here tonight.
0: Thank you. Florence from Georgia. Go ahead, please.
2: Thank you. I just want to say how grateful I am for one thing that I read tonight, which is Christian science makes no compromise with evil, sin, wrong, or imperfection, but maintains the perfect standards of truth and righteousness and joy. It teaches us to rise from sentimental affection, which admires friends and hates enemies, into brotherly love, which is just and kind to all and unable to cherish any enmity. I am so grateful for Christian Science for teaching me this higher sense of love, to really detach completely all the errors I used to hold against some people and to love, meaning to see God's child everywhere. I'm very, very grateful for this because without this, I don't think I can be doing the work I'm doing. And also, without this, we really are not living love, the love that is of God, which knows no evil. I am so grateful to God, Christ Jesus, and his ways in the, in the Bible. We see all the different ways in which he demonstrated this great love. And I pray always that I am able to love as we are supposed to as Christian scientists. Grateful to be here tonight and thank everyone for their contribution and support
0: of the service. Thank you. you. Mary.
14: Good evening. Tonight, this is a gratitude message from California. Thank you, Plainfield Christian Science Independent. Have come to feel like I have a blessed and happy kinship with you all. I so appreciate the work and harmony expressed by your church, the workers in the church, including the practitioners and all. I will be looking forward to see the items I purchased through your bookstore. I have been blessed by many of your roundtables, weekly Bible lessons, Wednesday night readings. Reason I found out what a blessing it is to be able to preview, or recently I found out what a blessing it is to be able to preview the Wednesday night readings. I particularly love the thought of the Christmas present associated with a kind word and a smile. And I love the idea of simplifying Christmas to allow for more time to ponder the blessings that Christ Jesus and Mary Baker Eddy and the blessings they inspired and brought forth. Thank you, too, for the dedicated practitioner support I have been blessed with this past year to have been introduced to your church. And I recently love finding out the story behind the Christmas song, Do You See What I See. Thank you, one and all, for being there and for your loving support. And then this is a, a note from someone in Canada. I am so grateful for the roundtables and Bible study that Plainfield broadcasts to the world. I feel so included. It feels so universal to the whole world. Merry Christmas to you and yours. And this from England. As we are almost at the end of the year, I want to say a special thank you for all that I have been learning by being a part of the Plainfield community this year. Before I found Plainfield, I asked several other Christian scientists. We know that Mrs. Eddy wrote a lot, so surely there must be other essays or sermons besides science and health and prose works. They said they did not know of any. So what a joy to find Plainfield, and not only lots of additional articles by Mrs. Eddy, but also by all the early workers too, and permission to read them. I am very grateful to Plainfield for making these important writings available to the world. I would also like to express gratitude for Christian Science and the opportunity to learn more about the way of life Mrs. Eddy intended for her followers, for very kind practitioner support, and for all the activities of the Plainfield Church. A very Happy New Year to you all, and much love. And then a few things from our church website bulletin board, Arkansas. I was organizing some books and papers this morning and came across some notes I had taken during a roundtable discussion. I did not write a date on the notes, but I believe they were recorded within the past few months. I usually have some paper and pen during these discussions in case I want to write down a great idea, suggestion, or title of an article. This particular page of notes had some largely printed words that said, Secure in God. Right now. These words caught my eye and immediately my thought went to the lockdown situation that continues to occur in many cities and countries around the world. I gave it some prayerful thought. Lockdowns? No. Man is locked in love. That is his place and condition as the man of Genesis 1, he, she, is freely expressing and manifesting God good. Martha Wilcox says it nicely in her article, quote, God governs the universe, end quote, and then she says, Martha Wilcox says this, reason and logic show us conclusively that what appears as a human being with life and intelligence in and of himself is none other than mind's presence." End of that quote. I am extremely grateful for the roundtable discussions. And then California. After a night of not so wonderful, I listened to God's law of adjustment and went to the kitchen and was singing a song about Jesus Christ and how he came twice to show us. By contrary action, we reverse our sins to harmony, love and joy. So funny that song just came out of my mouth as I danced in the really cold kitchen. I guess an angel was singing through me. Then I read Daily Treatment, and me and my pets are so happy Christmas morning. God bless all the world, and thank you. Plainfield for so much love. And Pennsylvania. The following quote is said to be from a letter by Mrs. Eddy. It sounds like her to me, And it fits perfectly with pages 390 to 393 in Science and Health. So I wanted to share it. And the quote was, have more indignation over the imposition of disease. And then Australia. Dear loving and beautiful Plainfield Independent Congregation, thank you so very much for the beautiful music and singing and readings at the Christmas Eve service. It was absolutely sublime to hear all your loving voices praising Jesus Lord at thy birth and finishing with a beautiful organ setting of joy to the world. Just so much love from our household here in Australia to all the Plainfield congregation around the whole world. Wherever you are, so much love and thanks and joy to you all. And then lastly, England. Yes, agreed. <clears throat> Thank you so much to everyone for the Christmas Eve service. I listened I listened at the end of Christmas Day. It was just the most marvelous end to a beautiful day. Such a professional production with superb performance after superb performance. I agree, agree with everything that was written Plus, I shed a tear at Silent Night and at the sweet children's voices. Everything was just wonderful. How you all make the time to practice and produce such a professional-sounding music production, as well as the weekly Sunday services, all of which include excellent music performances, Wednesday meetings, Sunday school, the watches, the websites, newsletter, roundtables, etc., etc., I'm not sure I could find a group of people more dedicated and hard-working. The realization of the many years of hard work that have gone before hangs poignantly. Thank you again so very much for all that you do." That one quite touched my heart, and I thank you all for this beautiful service tonight, and those most holy and magnificent readings I'm so very grateful for, about loving one another. Talks about, he who loveth God loves his brother also. And when Jesus said, if ye are my disciples, ye have love one to another. I'd like to tell a little story, if I can, if I can do it justice, about something I witnessed two people in our church, they were Christian scientists, both, and um, one, due to a few unfortunate circumstances, ended up in a, I guess you would call it like a nursing home, but it wasn't the most pleasant of ones. But her other dear friend uh, refused to accept this verdict, and uh, she would visit this person, call her every day, make sure her phone was working, so this person could call for practitioner help she just walked with her every step of the way with such great love and there were a few times it looked like maybe this dear person wasn't going to make it but the love the love is always the liberator and this dear friend never stopped loving and it uh came to a wonderful like a a christmas blessing this past weekend where this dear one was lifted out of this situation and taken to her original home in South Dakota where she could be with her family. Um, It was quite a wonderful thing to witness, the power of love, of loving your brother. It is one thing to talk about it. It's another thing to really walk the walk the way this dear woman did. Several years ago, Mrs. Evans gave us a beautiful poem she had learned in her childhood. We have it in some of our, I guess it's Love Love is the Liberator, I don't know which edition, but I'd like to read it tonight. It goes along with the readings, and it was written by a Lee Hunt, who was a poet, I guess a poet, yes, from England. And the name of the poem is Abu ben Adiam. Abu Ben Adim, may his tribe increase, awoke one night from a deep dream of peace, and saw within the moonlight in his room, making it rich and like a lily in bloom, an angel writing in a book of gold. Exceeding peace had made Ben Adim bold, and to the presence in the room he said, What writest thou? The vision raised its head and with a look, made all of sweet accord, answered, the names of those who love the Lord. And is mine one, said Abu? Nay, not so, replied the angel. Abu spoke more low, but cheerily still and said, I pray thee then, write me as one that loves his fellow men. The angel wrote and vanished. The next night it came again with a great wakening light and showed the names whom love of God had blessed. And lo, Benahedem's name led all the rest. I thought that was such a beautiful poem about how when we love our brother man, God notices. God loves us. Thank you all for being here tonight and joining us through this Christmas week. So much love to you all.
0: Thank you. To close our service tonight, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn?
10: Hymn number 391. I'll read the fourth verse. Then rise and greet the signs that prove unreal the ages long lament the one far off divine event is now and that event is love hymn number 391